There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to My Talk 1071. We are so excited to have Erin Carlson join us, and she has covered the arts and entertainment industry for the Hollywood Reporter and the Associated Press, and her just sweet, fabulous book, uh, which if you are a movie fan, you'll love reading. It's called I'll Have What She's Having, How Nora Ephron's Three Iconic Films Save the Romantic Comedy. Hi, Hi Erin. Hi. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Oh. What a great book. And you're talking about, you know, the three great movies that starred Meg Ryan. And we're talking about When Harry Met Sally... Sleepless in Seattle. And you've got mail. And you've got mail. So how did you decide to put together a book on Nora Ephron saving the romantic comedies? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I am obsessed with these rom-coms. Just obsessed. So are we. I grew up with them. And I thought, you know, I had been writing about arts and entertainment for so long that I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to write a book. And I sat and thought about it. And I was like, if I could write a book... I'd write a book about Nora Ephron's romantic comedies. And um, somehow it all got together. <laughs> I even got to talk to Tom Hanks for it. I know. And awesome. it turned out to be a really, really fun thing to do. And when I was working on it, I felt like I was on the, the set. And being on a Nora Ephron film set is like the best thing ever. And um, <clears throat> because, you know, number one, the catering is so good because she <laughs> loves food. <laughs> and you know what? I think, you know, for like maybe younger people and they go, well, who the heck was Nora Ephron? Um, because if you, I remember how I first learned about Nora Ephron was reading about how her marriage went kaput to Carl Bernstein from the Washington Post In who Vanity did, wa- it wa- you know, the Watergate thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is it? Wow, they had this wild marriage that was being reported on in People magazine like they were, you know actors or something and I was intrigued and then kind of just started following I guess everything Nora was doing because she was just so different oh yeah and what's funny is that like she had this explosive second divorce to Carl Bernstein he left her when she was um, seven months pregnant with it with their second child that's right and he left her for another woman so Nora was humiliated and she you know, got her revenge by writing a tell-all called Heartburn. Oh, that was a movie. Um, you know, like, it was turned into a movie starring Meryl Streep mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson as um, Nora and Carl Bernstein. Mm-hmm. So she was known as this kind of vengeful woman 
this angry divorcee. So when um, she started writing and then directing romantic comedies, her image totally changed. Mm -hmm. And now she's kind of like, she's associated with the romantic comedy and also with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And And yeah, go ahead. Bringing them together as one of the most iconic screen couples of all time. What in reading your book? I mean, even when you look at the back, how it's sourced. I mean, it seems like everyone was willing to talk to you on the record about their impressions of you know working on Sleepless in Seattle when Harry met Sally. You've got mail. I mean, you've got so much good, um, just juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like, that was the fun part, because that was the part where I got to be my own um, personal Nora Ephron and do some Mm -hmm. investigative reporting. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my favorite people to talk to was Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me lots of good stuff. Um, You know, for instance, when he met Nora, he was at this weird kind of stage in his career he had done a string of flops like Bonfire of the Vanities mm-hmm. and was looking to change his career and, you know, get on that Oscar-winning streak, of, you know, Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, yeah. and so on. So he was intrigued by her script because it was such a hot property. You know, Madonna, Demi Moore wanted that Meg Ryan role. Is this but in Nora Sleepless in Meg Seattle? Ryan. Sleepless in Seattle, right? Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. That's right. And, um, and Tom Hanks, you know, he was interested in the, in the character of Sam Baldwin because Sam Baldwin was an adult going through a real-world circumstance. He was a widower looking for a second chance at life. Mm-hmm. And Tom was attracted to that because Rita Wilson had given him a second chance, his second wife, and she really grounded him and changed his life for the better. Mm-hmm. So he was interested in that role, but he wasn't so sure about Nora because she was, you know, a novice director and uh, he didn't know if he could trust her. Okay. Meanwhile, she didn't think he was good looking enough. (laughs) Oh, funny. (laughs) Because he wasn't like Cary Grant. Right. But then they met at the Beverly Hills hotel. And of course, Tom can charm anybody. She met him and saw that, you know, he was just funny and sexy in his own offbeat way. Right. So, and that was the start of their longtime creative partnership. Like, they would send scripts back and forth to to each other. He would go on vacation with her and her family on David Geffen's yacht. It was all so glamorous and fabulous. And, um, and then they also did You've Got Mail together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you which, know what? I... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to yeah finish your story with uh, uh with Tom. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, we cut you off, Aaron. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a rambler, and I okay. I don't. So, are we. We. so are we. So if you're just joining us, we're with Aaron Carlson. She wrote the book. I'll have what she's having. Um, talking um and done amazing research and backstories on how Nora Ephron's three iconic films, When Harry Met Sally, um, I'm Sleepless in Sleepless Seattle. In Seattle and you've got mail became, you know, just reinvigorated the rom-com, which we hadn't seen in quite a while. And we both Laurie and I were passionate about these movies. And I miss a rom-com today. I don't think they do any. 
um, for us. But you're you're just telling us the stories about uh, you talked to everybody. Was how did Meg Ryan get cast? Tell everybody how she got cast because then Nora kept her in the three lead parts of her movies. Oh yeah, um, so. Meg Ryan um, was not originally supposed to be in Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Dennis Quaid, her ex-husband, her then-husband at the Mm -hmm. time, and Kim Basinger were going to do the movie. But Nora did not think they were funny enough. Okay. (laughs) So um, Kim dropped out of the, the picture, and then... Nora had to have a lunch with Meg to convince her to do the movie without Dennis, and she was okay with that. And um, then Tom was brought on, and then um, yeah, they made they made movie history. That film um, made more than two hundred and twenty million worldwide. Yeah, and, and Meg I mean- became a huge star after that yeah she really did and i like your story that you found out about the whole fake orgasm the whole thing from your i'll have what she's having how that came to be and when harry met sally i mean that's like one of the dishy stories that you have in the book um which i just thought was hilarious how that all came about oh yeah so so they were all doing a table read for that, the orgasm scene in When Harry Met Sally. And originally in the script, she was just supposed to tell Billy that women fake orgasms. That's all that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So they were doing the table read, and Meg is like, you know, why don't I just act it out? And Billy and Nora and Rob Reiner was, were like, wait, you would do that? You know, you would actually act out an orgasm. And she's like, yeah, why not? And Billy was like, how about we do it in, you know, at a deli? And and he's like, and how about an old lady says, I'll have what she's having? And who could play the old lady? Rob Reiner's mother, Estelle Reiner. And Rob was like, great, I'll call her and we'll get it all together. So the day comes to film the scene. Rob is sweating bullets. (laughs) <laughs> because he does not want to film an orgasm scene in front of his mother. Sure. And Meg is in her trailer outside of Katz's Deli sweating bullets because she doesn't want to act out the orgasm. <laughs> Plus, yeah. what would Dennis Quaid think? Exactly. And Rob Reiner's like, don't worry, it's not a sex thing, it's comedy, who cares? But of course, he was nervous too. Yeah. So they get down to the table. She's sitting across from Billy, and Billy's having the time of his life. In between takes, he's going up to get sour tomatoes and hot dogs and just sitting back and watching it all happen. And Meg is like, I can't do this. So Rob is behind the camera. He's like, you know, let me show you how it's done. He was an all in the family. He's an actor. Right. So he was like um, pounding his fists and like, (laughs) you know, fake orgasming and um, just like, you know, going for it. And Meg was like, you know, I can do that and I can do it better. So she um, basically nailed every take. Mm -hmm. She did about 37 takes. Wow. And it took all day. And in between every take, she would run out to her trailer and hide. <laughs> so funny. And, I mean, even your story about how when they brought the idea of having fake orgasm as a part of the script, all the men were completely shocked that that was something that women did do. 
Oh, yeah. Rob Reiner was like, that doesn't happen with me. And, oh, and sounds like a typical yeah. male. <laughs> right? Typical, typical yeah. male. And um, he barged into the windowless office where they kept all the women who worked at Castle Rock, his studio. And he was like, is this true? Do, you, do women fake orgasms and everybody raise hands? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like That's a, very like funny. What do you, you know? Like, this got to be in the movie. When so, Aaron, you know, like Lori and I love romantic comedies. Hugh Grant kind of took over for a while, you know, with a lot of his movies. Is do you think that Hollywood will get back to making some of these? Oh my gosh, for sure. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys saw the Big Sick that yes, came yes, out last it. year. Loved. loved it. I loved it too, and it's also set in Chicago, where I'm from. So oh. I. Loved it even more. Um, I think there's a turning point now in that, um, you know, the big stick was a big hit. kind right. of a, Made know, for very little hit. money, and this is what Hollywood likes to notice. Right. And it's also a bit of counter-programming because there's, like, all these spider, you know, Spider-Man yeah. oh, yeah. superhero movies that I don't like to see. Neither mm-hmm. do we. So when a movie like that is at the theater, it's just refreshing. Yes. So... It's that the popularity of that movie, which um, got Oscar nominations mm-hmm. for the screenwriters, the popularity of The Big Sick has sparked a new interest in romantic comedies. Like, and Netflix has one called Set It Up mm-hmm. with Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu. And then, of course, rom-coms are all over TV. Right. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, right. Um, The Mindy Project which um, is now over, but that was like one of the pioneering TV rom-coms. Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron, we've got to, great we've got to go. We're, we, I love your book. I mean, if you, it's just, if you love movies and it is just fascinating and I loved all the people that you talked to, it was just, it was just a sweet treat of a book, I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for reading and enjoying. Yes. And, uh, I love Minneapolis. Oh, good. <laughs> well, Erin, maybe, maybe you should write a rom-com. Do you have an I'm idea for thinking. a movie? I have so many ideas. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I, I think I'm going to start one soon. All right. Oh, well, keep, keep writing. And uh, thanks so much for being on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, bye. When we come back, we've got a couple copies just to give away. 651-641-1071. When we come back... We have got to uh, remember an original person, Barbara Carlson, who passed away, who worked here at, she worked at KSTP for 11 years. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about Babs.